You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sooners Nation, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Sooners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for joining me. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams, and you can read my work covering the Oklahoma Sooners over at the Sooners Wire at usatoday.com. And coming up, we've got some injury updates from Lincoln Riley's media session on Tuesday. We've got a USC opening that might impact the former Oklahoma Sooners head coach. And we got to talk about the Sooners weekend that was in the NFL. But first, let's talk about the Locked On Big 12 podcast hosted by my guy, Josh Neighbors. Make sure you're checking that out for all the news and notes covering everything from Big 12 football to basketball, baseball, and softball throughout the year. Josh Neighbors does a great job hosting that show. So make sure you go check that out. Locked On Big 12, wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk about the injury updates that Lincoln Riley mentioned on Tuesday's media session. And first of all, we got to talk about Woody Washington. Woody Washington starting quarterback for the Oklahoma Sooners has been ruled as doubtful so far for the game. And that's definitely not a good sign for him and for the Oklahoma Sooners defense. He's arguably one of your best cornerbacks on the team. He, DJ Graham, uh, Latroma McCutcheon is going to get his, probably going to get a second start. He started the game against Western Carolina. And so if Woody Washington's unable to go, definitely look for the trauma McCutcheon to get that second straight start and for the Nebraska Cornhuskers to potentially target him early and often in that game. You know, DJ Graham is, is pretty good corner. And so they'll want to avoid that, that position as well uh, in the passing game. And then the other one that might be, uh, questionable uh, is Billy Bowman. Billy Bowman only played a few snaps against Western Carolina and wasn't necessarily listed as questionable by Lincoln Riley, but he said a few other players were listed as questionable. And, you know, Billy Bowman figures to be in that. Danny Stutzman potentially is in that same group as well. Uh, but the one player that's definitely out for this week, um, and sorry, first, if, you know, if Billy Bowman's unable to go this week, look for Jeremiah Cradell to get the start at slot corner and get a lot of playing time there. Uh, but the, the one player that has been ruled out, Billy Bowman, or sorry, not Billy Bowman, Brian Darby. Uh, Brian Darby, the slot wide receiver that's been backing up Marvin Mims over there. He's got four catches on the season. You know, he's, you know he had three catches in the opener. Uh, you know, he hasn't played a ton, but he's been surprisingly productive in the time that he has gotten to play. You know, if he's not able to go, then look for Cody Jackson to get some more reps in there at wide receiver for the Oklahoma Sooners. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, it, definitely a bummer to, to see these guys missing games early in the season. Hopefully they can get back and get healthy uh, for the Big 12 play and for the the length of the season and actually be back and, and not have to suffer through injuries. And then Lincoln Riley also had this to say in the wake of Nebraska coming to town is he said, there's something a little different about this one. It's so unique. Anybody that has anything to do with either one, I think you realize that there's definitely a little different feel for this one. And I think it's good for the sport. And uh, he also mentioned, you know, it's one of those games that, you know, UT and Oklahoma or sorry, OU Texas was higher kind of on the priority list, but this one also stood out as far as college football games that move the needle on the national landscape. You know, he called it one of the most influential rivalries in the college game. Uh, and yeah, I, I think 
you know, we look at this game a lot of times and they haven't played it since 2010 um, because of conference realignment and things like that, which should be a little bit of foreshadowing for what conference realignment could do to Bedlam. Um, Now we've talked a lot about that at length on this podcast where, you know, I I am for keeping the Bedlam game as a yearly and annual non-conference game. But of course it takes, you know, two to tango and it takes you know, two sides to come to an agreement. So who knows if Oklahoma state's even interested in that or Oklahoma's even interested in that, but just looking at this game ahead, you know, right here, you know, it's a bummer that Oklahoma, Nebraska hasn't been played. You know, I talked to my wife who's a big Sooners fan as well. And she's like, that's, I loved it when Oklahoma and Nebraska played, it was one of the most exciting matchups and, you know, it, because it was every other year only during big 12 play, it created a lot of anticipation and a lot of buildup for that matchup. Cause it's a game that, you know, during the big eight play was played every single year. You know, they've played more than 80 matchups in the history of the, of the two programs, the first one dating back to 1919. And it's been one of those that's been back and forth, you know, Oklahoma would have a run of dominance in the series and, or Nebraska would have a really, really strong run in the series as well. You know, look back way back, uh, thanks to Winsipedia. And you look back into like the early parts of the rivalry and Nebraska started it off 15, three and three. You know, Oklahoma then had a pretty dominant run from the through the 40s and 50s. And then Nebraska comes back in the 90s and has a, a dominant run under Tom Osborne. And so, yeah, it, it is a very influential rivalry, even for people who aren't necessarily Oklahoma or Nebraska fans. You know, this is one of those games, especially for like Midwestern football that stands out. I mean, it's huge. And if you want to look at like the Southeast, you got Alabama and Auburn or Alabama, Florida or Florida, Florida State. Those games really ring up you know, ring big on the national landscape for the, from the Southeast, or if you look out West and you got, uh, you know, USC and, and Stanford or USC and Cal USC, US, UCLA out West, but for like the Midwest, like Oklahoma, Nebraska is huge. It's right up there. With, it used to be right up there with OSU, Ohio state and Michigan, but kind of Nebraska's fallen off over the years. The game hasn't been played in more than a decade and so it definitely, it, to me, it's hurt college football. It's hurt Big 12 po- football. And though Oklahoma has been able to continue to move forward and push forward as a, as a team that leads its conference, not having this game on the schedule definitely hurts, I feel like. It, and it's exciting to get it back. We only get it back you know, for a short time, but at least we get it back for, for a time. And you know, this is why I think that it's important to keep Bedlam on the schedule. There's so much history, even though Bedlam has been pretty one-sided and Oklahoma has dominated that series. There's so much history and there's so much importance for the state that I think it's worthwhile to keep that game on the schedule. And again, it, re- it requires two parties to make that happen, but I'd like to see Oklahoma and Bedlam continue to play. And not just because, you know, Linda Godfrey over there at Lockdown Pokes is a is awesome. And I'd like to, you know, keep working with her on crossovers and stuff like that. But I think it's just an important matchup for football and for the state and for these two schools. So anyway, Nebraska's coming up this week. We'll get you ready uh, with a preview edition on our Friday show. But make sure you stick around because we're going to talk about potentially Bob Stoops going to USC. That's a thing apparently that's out there in the media. And then we got some sooner big time sooners performances from the weekend that was in the NFL to talk about in the third segment. 
But first, I got to talk to you about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. It, they're back and they are better than ever with all eyes on the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season with a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests. BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL 100 from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online again is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Go to betonline.ag, your online sports book experts. And I also got to talk to you about our friends over at rock auto rockauto.com is a family owned business serving auto parts customers for more than 20 years. Why should you spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership when you can go to rockauto.com right now and save? Rock Auto prices are always reliable for every customer. From the do-it-yourselfer to the professional mechanic, they have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. And now here on the Locked On Sooners podcast, we got to talk about Bob Stoops being mentioned in line with the now open USC job. The USC Trojans fired Clay Helton and now... Dennis Dodd has come out with his list of top coaching candidates for the USC job. And it's no surprise to see Bob Soup's name on there. You know, Bob Soup's is always going to, you know, have his name show up on these lists, especially when it comes to a top college football program like USC. You know, it didn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's going to be Notre Dame or Florida or, you know, several years ago it was Florida State. Anytime one of these big, big jobs comes up, Bob Stoops' name is going to show up on a list. Now, Dennis Dodd over at CBS Sports put together a list of top coaching candidates for the USC job. At number one, he's got Luke Fickle from Cincinnati. Of course, Cincinnati is a great uh, program now. You know, they earn, basically earned their way into the Big 12 at this point with what they've done over the last four or five years. And, I mean, yeah, he's he'd be a great candidate to go to USC uh, that would certainly hurt the Big 12 because Luke Fickle has really done a really nice job building that Cincinnati program back up. And part of the reason that there's a lot of excitement about Cincinnati joining the Big 12 is because of Luke Fickle. Uh, but he's got a connection to the USC AD, so there's a good chance that Fickle could be on the move there if uh, the AD over there wants to kind of wait on the season to finish and then offer him that job. Um, you know, Then he's got Bob Stoops on there. We can talk about that as, in a second. Matt Campbell, again, this would be one of those coaching hires that would really hurt the Big 12 if Matt Campbell left from Iowa State to go to USC. Obviously, USC is a more significant job. It's a more important job. Uh, Matt Campbell so far has kind of turned down opportunities to go to the NFL. There were some rumors that he might be interested in some other big name job, big time jobs, but those didn't come to fruition. If the Big 12 loses Matt Campbell, that would really, really hurt the product. You know, he's done a great job at Iowa State, making them actually nationally relevant, even though they've had some disappointing performances in, over the years. I mean, he's doing a lot with far less than some of the other big-time programs in the country. 
he's just a, he's a great coach. I mean, it, it's just what it is. Uh, James Franklin from Penn state, Mario Cristobal from Oregon, uh, Kyle Whittingham from Utah. And then a couple of really interesting names. Again, two names that you're going to see show up on a lot of these lists. And one of them is urban Meyer, urban Meyer currently coaching for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Obviously anything could happen with urban Meyer, right? Like he is just chest pain away from moving from one team to another, you know, he's having health issues at Florida left for USC. Oh, wait, or sorry, left for Ohio state. Oh, interesting. There's some allegations of uh, recruiting impropriety at Florida all of a sudden. Interesting. Oh, there's some problems at Ohio state. Oh man, I, I got to retire again. Now I'm at Jacksonville where he can't get in trouble for recruiting violations. Although he has already come under hot water for his practice uh, schedule and practice practices. So yeah, I mean, Urban Meyer is always going to be somebody that gets thrown about thrown around as a potential candidate for any coaching job, NFL college, just because he's generally a free agent because he only lasts in a place a couple years anymore, two, three years. Uh, maybe it's more like four or five, but still it seems like a short time. Uh, but then another interesting name is Chris Peterson, former Boise state coach. Um, you know, he's currently working like Stoops as a TV analyst, according to Dodd and, uh, yeah, I think what makes Bob Stoops name so interesting this time around, as opposed to just a couple of years back, you know, a couple of years back, you know, his motivation for not taking any coaching jobs was to watch Drake Stoops play. And he's got an opportunity to do that. Now he's working a job out in California with big Fox sports or big or Fox sports, big noon kickoff. And doesn't have the opportunity to travel around, go to Norman every weekend and, and watch Stoops play. So maybe he'd be more interested in taking a coaching job this time around. You know, he definitely still has the itch for coaching, right? I mean, he just worked with the XFL and the Dallas Renegades back in 2020. And so he, he definitely still has that itch and it's, it's hard to kind of let that itch go because it's, you never get rid of your desire to be involved in sports. I know I still have it. I mean, I haven't played lacrosse since 2006 haven't coached it since 2008 or nine but when i started coaching my my daughter's u6 soccer team this past spring man it got me fired up and so i was pumped when we had our first practice just yesterday um so you never like lose that desire to be involved in sports somehow right that's why we get our it's kind of why we get our kids involved is not i mean it's not just for us but we get excited about their involvement in it right and so, I mean, Bob Stoops, I mean, he's, he's not always going to be, want to be a part of sports. That's part of the reason he's working for big noon kickoff. And so, you know, one of the things that makes this kind of intriguing is while all the other top coaching candidates like a Luke Fickle or James, a James Franklin or a Matt Campbell have to coach out the rest of the 2021 college football season, like Bob Stoops could be hired right now. Like, yeah, he's under contract with big noon kickoff, but they could like hire him. And he could start kind of integrating into the program. You know, they can let the interim head coach, you know, finish out the season with the understanding that Bob Stoops would be taking over in the spring. But bringing him into the fold now allows USC and allows that program and Bob Stoops to kind of keep the momentum going on the recruiting trail. Because if there's any, if there's anything that's true in recruiting, it's that if there's any site of instability at a college football program recruits are more than willing to decommit and find another place to play 
big name, you know, your big name players are more than willing to put themselves into the transfer portal. And so get a guy like Bob Stoops or Chris Peterson in now, and that gives them the opportunity to start to get to know the players, start to build relationships with the coaching staff, start to, you know, work to see, okay, what's working, what's not. And honestly, they can get in, they can be looking at the film as it is and start doing a player evaluations now and then begin to figure out, okay, what do we need to change about our program to start carrying it into the future? And that's not to say that he couldn't still do his big noon kickoff duties, right? Because like, what is that? Just a few hours a day on Saturday? He could work the rest of the week getting prepped for taking over in 2022. So, I mean, it, it does make sense. Like, you know, this time around, I feel like there's more you know, traction to the idea that Bob Stoops could take another big time college football coaching job. And I think this will make sense a lot too, because over the PAC 12, you know, it's not going to be one of those conference, you know, teams that's going to regularly compete with Oklahoma. I mean, they might schedule some non-conference stuff at some point, but until it's going to, you know, unless it's like in the college football playoff, then they wouldn't see each other much. And man, what what great storylines would that create for the sport of college football? If Bob Stoops and the USC Trojan Trojan Trojans, ended up meeting up with Lincoln Riley and the Oklahoma Sooners. How fun would that be? Not fun if you're an Oklahoma Sooners fan and Bob Stoops beats you, but it could be a lot of fun. And I mean, come on, we all want more fun in our lives, right? Uh, But coming up next, let's talk about the Sooners weekend that was in the NFL and uh, who stood out. I mean, there were a lot of really, really good performances from the Oklahoma Sooners and uh, I'm excited to share those with you. But first, let me talk to you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's easy to eat. It's 100% covered in chocolate. It is fantastic. It tastes great. And it is great for you. They get nine delicious flavors from coconut, coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, which is my absolute favorite, the double chocolate and the salted caramel. Also really dig that double chocolate. It's, it just tastes great. If you like the fruity chocolatey flavors, I highly recommend the cherry and the raspberry. They are great, great, great protein bars. 17 or 18 grams of protein, only four or five grams of sugar, four or five grams of net carbs. Great for a keto diet. If you're looking to lose weight or if you're looking to add muscle, you can use Built Bar. Built Bar is a great meal replacement. It's also a great fuel for your workout. So go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your next order over at BuiltBar.com. And also got to talk to you about prize picks. If you're into daily props, you're into playing daily fantasy sports, this is the site for you. Prize picks has made fantasy easy. Prize Picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy. They offer more college football props than anyone in the world and offers our all the star players of the Power Five, as well as mid-majors you might never have even heard of. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns and even interceptions. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Prize Picks allows mixed sports entries. You could take LeBron and Patrick Mahomes in the same entries. How cool would that be? Or you could do like Baker Mayfield passing yards and Joe Mixon rushing yards if you want to get Oklahoma Sooners about it. So you can use the award-winning app on both the App Store on Apple and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com or go to use your App Store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. 
Now let's get into some of the performances for the Oklahoma Sooners in week one of NFL action. You know, it all started off with C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb had a fantastic week one on Thursday night football for the Dallas Cowboys. You know, he had seven receptions on 15 targets, had a few drops, which is definitely a bummer. Uh, You don't want to see as many drops as he had, but he had the first touchdown of the season, 104 yards. Great you know, performance for him. Michael Gallup is going to be on IR for the next few weeks. So CD Lamb's going to have a huge opportunity uh, to make some big plays in the the coming weeks. Then Jalen Hurts, man, Jalen Hurts was fantastic against Atlanta. He just ripped them up. Went 27 to 35 for 264 yards, three touchdowns. Also had seven carries for 62 yards in complete command of the offense. I think people have jumped the gun on replacing Jalen Hurts as the starting quarterback of Philadelphia Eagles. If we've seen anything from Jalen Hurts over the years is that he is more than willing to put in the work that it takes to become a really, really great quarterback. I mean, the passer that he was at Oklahoma and now with Philly doesn't even, doesn't even resemble the same passer he was at Alabama. And now a lot of people want to give Alabama credit for Jalen Hurts. And I call baloney on that. Because we saw him in you know title games. We saw him play in the SEC. And he just wasn't a good thrower. He just didn't throw the ball well. You get him under Lincoln Riley. You get him learning passing offense. And he just took off. He soared. And now you see it same in, in the NFL. He's continuing to put up big numbers as a passer. Uh, and then Baker Mayfield had another fantastic performance as well. I mean, he didn't throw a touchdown pass and the, the Browns lost to the Chiefs. But in complete command of the offense through for 321 yards, completed 75% of his passes. He was fantastic. He made big time deep throws to Ricky Anthony Schwartz and had Cleveland in control of this game for much of it until, you know, Kansas city and Patrick Mahomes did what Patrick Mahomes and Kansas city do, which is they make incredible plays and find a way to win you know, in tight, in tight matchups, you know, Blake bill also played a, a big role. He had 19 offensive snaps and 10 special teams, team snaps. He actually had a carry for two yards, took a, a, a snap under center. You know, they, they, it was really fun. They brought him in motion, they motioned him across the formation and then brought him back. And then he kind of just stopped under center and then took the, took the snap and then, you know, kind of quarterback sneaked it for two yards to pick up a first down. And they also had a reception for three yards. Uh, and then, you know, Kyler Murray, Dude, QBU was on fire this weekend. Kyler Murray had, you know, was 21 of 32 for 289 yards and four touchdowns. And he also had five carries for 20 yards and another touchdown. Absolutely spectacular performance. It, I mean, he, they, the, the Cardinals just dominated Tennessee. They beat him 38 to 13. And, you know, Kyler Murray had a hand in all five touchdowns. So that just goes to show you just where he's at in his development. Now, Tennessee, they've got to improve their defense. They've got some struggle going on over there, but yeah, I mean, that, that was just an amazing, amazing performance. Made some incredible throws. Uh, One in particular was like a fadeaway deep bomb to Christian Kirk, who kind of like caught it as a basket catch over his head, a la Willie Mays. It was, it was incredible play. If you haven't seen that highlight, go check it out. Uh, And then Joe Mixon, man, he probably had one of the best games of his career, 29 carries for 127 yards and a touchdown four receptions for 23 yards against Minnesota and they, and they won in overtime, just a fantastic game from him. 
Uh, and then Sterling Shepard, man, Sterling Shepard brought it back. He had four catches for over 100 yards and a touchdown. Uh, it was about the only bit of offense that the New York Giants could – sorry, he had seven receptions uh, for 113 yards and a touchdown. About the only bit of offense that the Giants could muster against the Denver Broncos. You know, they got beat 27 to 13, and he had the only touchdown. So, you know, big big game from him. Damian Williams, former running back, had – uh, four, sorry, six carries for 12 yards, four receptions for 28 yards as a backup to David Montgomery. And then Marquise Brown, six receptions on six targets for 69 yards and a touchdown. Fan, a great performance, you know, as Baltimore, you know, fell to the Las Vegas Raiders in overtime and a weird, weird ending. Uh, Mark Andrews kind of had a bit of a disappointing game, you know, three receptions on five targets for 20 yards, had a big drop. I believe it was in the fourth quarter or overtime of that game. Uh, definitely disappointing for him. And, and yeah, just a great, great display of offensive football for uh, the Oklahoma Sooners in the NFL and, you know, for the big 12. Uh, I think, you know, anytime that those three quarterbacks, especially get on the field, it's just going to be another feather in the cap of Lincoln Riley. And then, Oh, failed to mention Kenneth Murray, Kenneth Murray in Washington's uh, 20 to 16 uh, or sorry, in the, Los Angeles Chargers 26 to 16 win over the Washington uh, football team he had 10 total tackles, including a six solo. And then he recovered a fumble as well. He gets set to face my Dallas Cowboys this week. So it's always conflicting when one of your favorite Sooners goes against your favorite NFL team, uh, which I'm going to see a lot of this year with Jalen hurts uh, playing for Philly with Sterling Shepard playing for uh, New York, but uh, great weekend all the way around for the Oklahoma Sooners. You know, the, the Sooners got the win on Saturday and then a lot of Sooners got wins on the Sunday, even though Baker Mayfield didn't get the win. He played great. And, uh, you know, Sterling Shepard showed out and showed up for the New York giants, even though they didn't get the win. And then, uh, Joe Mixon, another fantastic performance, but that's going to do it for today's episode of the lockdown Sooners podcast, uh, coming up on tomorrow's episode. We're going to have our weekly crossover with the lockdown big 12 crew. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Sooners or on Facebook, Locked On Sooners Podcast. And coming soon, we'll be jumping on YouTube so you'll get to see this beautiful face every day as we talk Oklahoma Sooners football and Oklahoma Sooners athletics. But until tomorrow, my name is John Williams, Boomer Sooner.